On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey there, Brain Changer. Now, before we get started, just four quick items. Number one, I have a gift for every single listener, and this is how you can get it. If you haven't already, would you take about two minutes to rate and write a review for the show on Apple Podcasts? This would really help us to get the word out about the show so that more folks can find us. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, please simply make a favorite or follow wherever you listen and then share your favorite episode link on social media tagging me when you do and if you do either of these tasks I want to know please dm me on facebook or send me an email to choose to think at gmail.com with your u.s mailing address and I will send you a small token of my appreciation it's two custom designed premium stickers from Chris Beth's world to remind you to keep living your best thought life. Number two, be sure to check the show notes for the link to purchase your very own theme-based t-shirts based on podcast episodes. There are nearly 100 designs waiting for you over on the Choose to Think Merchant More store. Come visit us today and snag a t-shirt to give as a gift for that special someone. Number three, you may not be aware of the time commitment involved in podcast production. For listeners, it is free content. Each week, I invest about 10 hours on the show doing my very best to put out quality work and to provide value, inspiration, and a whole lot of practical tips and tricks to encourage you in your Christian journey. Now, I'm on the lookout for small businesses or corporate sponsors for this show. If you own a small business or if you know of a local company who would be willing to sponsor an episode or two, would you please contact me directly? I have a special media kit that I would like to send that particular business or corporation and I would really appreciate your support and number four finally I also create for you special cheat sheets worksheets and downloadables available on my website and they're all free head on over to victoriadwalker.com to opt in okay and now on with the show thank you for being here today's mastermind is all about the forgiveness mindset as i was doing a little bit of research i discovered a few things about forgiveness probably they won't surprise you there are health benefits to having a mindset or that bend in our nature and we can hone in on that and we can improve that that actually lend when when we've got that mindset of forgiveness then we are changing our brain dynamics and influencing our our emotional health so we're releasing toxic thoughts we're removing negative energy we are disengaging those negative feedback loops 
And the whole goal of this is, number one, to honor God, of course, because it's, it makes it very clear in his word that we're to forgive others as we have been forgiven. But how do we do that? So a part of brain science might tell us that we need to reconceptualize our memories, those memories. And they can be memories that we replay over and over and over again. And they're really ingrained in our way of thinking, and they conjure up a lot of negative negative energy, toxic thoughts, and so forth. So the goal is to reconceptualize those within a biblical worldview and framework. And that will help us to develop healthy memories or that reconceptualized, you know, where that is in our brain, where that those proteins and chemicals actually are harbored in our brain. We begin to kind of change those, disintegrate the the negativity that's there, and we actually expand our perspective in a way, and we actually have new thoughts associated with those memories. That's a reconceptualizing of them, and that is is that will help us to kind of let go of certain offenses or hardships or trials or even grudges that we may have held or just those those very difficult life situations that some of us go through and where it's so easy to point a finger at someone or something in particular even at God we even do that so there are so many health benefits to actually developing and fostering that forgiveness mindset. It also helps us to control our emotions in the here and now and in the future when we start practicing a forgiveness mindset. And neurologically, it increases the size of the anterior superior temporal sulcus that's in the cortex. And so studies have shown and researchers can actually see that there's an increase in that size of that little area of the brain, which is a healthy thing. It's something that we want to have. Forgiveness, that forgiveness mindset also lowers our blood pressure, our heart rate and muscle tension. And so today, what I'd like to kind of dip into, and I see Rebecca Wilcox and Joe Dietrich, thank you all both so much for stepping into the room, or it's so nice to have you in this mastermind, but I'd like to kind of jump into, you know, okay, all this sounds good, but what does it really mean? And how do we practice the mindset of forgiveness? When we talk about reconceptualizing our memories, it might be something like this. Let's say someone made a hurtful remark and and we just can't let go of that. It really, really wounded us and affected us. And maybe they even did it repeatedly or said it repeatedly. And so, and it hurts. It just plain outright hurts and maybe it fosters even a root of rejection that we have in our hearts or starts one or fertilizes one and so the idea is to kind of pull away from that and look at that memory it's stored in our long-term memory and what new data might we be able to add to that I I, I love Dr. Levy, and uh, David Levy is his name, and he's a neurosurgeon, a Christian neurosurgeon, and he speaks about how we we actually we actually forgive a little bit easier when we remember just how much we've been forgiven. It's like we always want to blame people and point our fingers at the things that they've done to us 
But sometimes when we're the one who offends, when we're the one who says something hurtful, when we're the one that does something harmful or causes pain in someone else's life, we tend to justify that. But yet when we're on the receiving end, we want to, you know, harbor that grudge and we want to, uh, we're, we're, you know, screaming about how, how injustice was actually done. And, but yet when we're the one offended or when we're the one who does offend and we do offend and we do hurt, we take a different stance and we tend to justify our behavior. And a part of the point in that was the ability that to learn when we are offended, when we are hurt, when some, somebody does something wrong to us, and it can be minor and it can be major, it can be life-changing events, but when something happens, can we learn to step back from that and say, have I ever hurt someone with my words? Have I ever done, done something harmful to someone else? And of course the answer is yes. And so that same forgiveness that we've received from God our Father for those perhaps even atrocious things that we've said or done, we're going to learn to extend that to someone else. So it keeps the the playing field a bit level. But let's try to, other than say reconceptualizing our thoughts and painting them in a picture that, "Mm, yes, that hurt, but gosh, I've also done things like that. I need forgiveness and so does this individual and I'm not going to harbor that. I'm not going to hold that grudge. I'm going to switch it instead to, to healthier thoughts and just uh, release that and let that individual off the hook. It's easy to say, but sometimes hard to do. But let me hear from you, Rebecca, on any, you know, what do you do? How do you forgive? What do you literally do in the day-to-day of it? To, to help yourself not take up the offense and harbor any kind of unforgive, unforgiveness or resentment in your heart. Extending that self-love and self-forgiveness is, I think, is key in, in beginning uh, to create that environment in your heart when things do happen uh, from someone else that you are able to, to look at it um, in, in a kinder, I don't know if it's kinder, but just in a, a, a more grace-filled vision. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of stumbling here because I've had something really hard that happened a few years ago and again um, last year. And it was with a, it's with a family member and someone I love very much. And it cut me to the core. And when this happened, the first time, I cried for 24 hours. It was so, it, it just, I mean, it, it, it was horrible. And I had to really work through that um, process. And it took me a while to get over that. But, you know, it's a family member, and I love them, and I, I know it. Bottom, bottom of their heart, they do love me, even though they may not be treating me in the right way. But when this happened last year, I'm a much stronger person, and I'm learning to set boundaries. And I know, I know, God forgave me. He gave His Son for me, 
and what a great forgiveness that is. I mean, you can't even touch that kind of forgiveness in your life for other people. But because of that, then I know that is my first act. And it's got to be an action. And then it works its way into a feeling. So that's kind of one way that I do this is I, I remember first off, as you have, you said that I have hung on to who does God say I am? Who does God say he is? And what does God say he will do? And so I, I take that, that first, instead of again, feeling so unworthy, uh, when these actions occur to me, then I realize, no, you know, that there, that shouldn't have happened. And I am worthy to be respected and loved and spoken to in, in, the, in the right way. I do forgive because that is, again, that is what God wants us to do. And by forgiving them, for, but first forgiving myself for injustices to other people, and I've you know, I ask for forgiveness even for those things that I may not have even realized I did. But I also then in turn forgive others and work on how I'm going to keep the integrity of who I want to show up as, who I want to be, how to keep the joy in me, even though this has happened. And that's pretty much, it's, it's not easy and when it happens again, you know, I know I'm going to have to deal with it again, but I feel like I'm in a stronger place today to start dealing with things like that than I was a couple of years ago. And Rebecca is done. Forgiveness is a choice, and we do really have to make that mental assent and choice to forgive, in part because God tells us to, and we want to, to be obedient to him. But this is what I'm also trying to unpack in all of this. It's what does it literally mean? What is practically speaking? Or is, or is forgiveness all kind of emotional? In other words, let's say that th- this family member said something so difficult and so hard to hear. Okay, so yes, we've got to say, oh, you know, first of all, feel it. You, you cried for 24 hours, so we're going to feel it. We're going to acknowledge it. We're going to express it. We're going to pray and call out to lo- the Lord and cry out to Him. And we're, we're not going to avoid it. We're going to go through that feeling. Sometimes feelings are so hard to actually feel. and But we're so much better off, I think, and healthier if we actually just allow those feelings to kind of you know, just to walk through them and, and just to endure them. And we will come out on the other side. Now we don't want to get stuck there, but okay. So someone says something to us so hurtful and we, we recognize just how much, maybe they said something that's kind of, it could even be kind of true or kind of close to true, or maybe it was a criticism and, you know, we're doing our best, but yet we receive this criticism And so we have to learn to say, wait a minute, what does God say about this? Who does God say I am? And he loves me despite the fact that I slipped up or despite the fact I didn't do this just right or whatever. So that self-forgiveness and self-love is one of 
of an, it's a mental, you know, it's our thoughts that, that we're telling ourselves, which in turn eases some of the, the, the harshness and the difficulty of what we're going through and experiencing that emotion and riding that wave out. Um, the thoughts, when we begin to tell ourselves the truth about it, then we can, you know, we feel a little bit better as we go. So yes, that self-forgiveness, if I goofed or the self-love, because what does God say about me and how does he look at me? And goodness gracious, we want to do our very best. We want to, I don't want to offend anyone, yet I'm sure I will. And I know that I do, but my heart isn't inclined in that direction. And then you mentioned setting boundaries. And that's something to me that seems a little bit more practically oriented as opposed to an emotional, you know, that strategy with our thoughts and so forth. And, and, you know, and then the actually leading us to the action where we're choosing forgiveness, because that's who we are. That's our identity. That's how we're characterized. We want to foster that forgiveness mindset. But as far as the boundaries go, Rebecca, can you think of some boundaries that you had to set? Are you talking about something like, this individual in my life, and, and if this is, you know, too personal or something, just we can speak hypothetically. But if, if there's someone that I really struggle to be around, and because of the, let's just say toxicity that they bring into the mix, and, and then what's happening, I've got this churning in my spirit, because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can just go be around them, because it's so stressful to me, and it fills me with anxiousness, and I just really think they have all these issues, and these problems, and they just pour them out on me, or whatever. What kind of boundaries do you actually set? Is it like, I'm going to go see them once a week, or I'm not going to enter into a business negotiation with this individual, or is this a question that makes sense to you? Yes, it does. And the boundaries in regard to this particular person is, I will do something if I can, and if I feel it's right for me to do, not because they think I should do it or I have to do it. And so what has happened then is um, trying to stay as hypothetical as I can because it, this is so personal. And But the boundary started with, if I can do something, I will do it. Otherwise, if it's not in alignment with what I can do or want to do, I'm not going to do it no matter how you make me feel about the situation. That, I can definitely say, is how it began uh, in setting the boundary. I like how you phrase that. Even, say, hypothetically, it's that you 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 know that's so hard to do also i'm just going to say it because we probably all have issues where especially with loved ones it is excruciating almost to step up and say look this is what i can offer here i want to help you i love you dearly i would do anything for you but this is the bandwidth that i have to offer you right now and i want to pray through this or xyz i mean it it doesn't even have to be a kind of a controversial or confrontational situation it can even just be when we're talking about boundaries it could just be boundaries with people that we deal with all the time but maybe we're 
doing too much or not saying no enough when we should and those types of things. But thank you for sharing that and kind of putting some some skin to that so I could better understand what you meant by by boundaries. I was trying to get at something practical because a part of what I love to do in my ministry is connect the spiritual with a practical application. And it's not always possible. And just as God would do it, he has me in a, in my, you know, my mission and my business is, is all about thoughts and taking thoughts captive and a renewed mind and giving gratitude. And all those seem very lofty and difficult to grab onto. And, you know, what does that really mean? And how do we apply that in our daily life? So that's what I was trying to get at with the whole forgiveness thing. What do we actually do? And maybe it's just that we pray. We pray and we ask the Lord. And that's something that we can do. That is a spiritual discipline of practice that we can actually do. And maybe that's what a big part of this is all about. We pray for that person. We ask God to give us eyes to love that individual the way he would love them. And sometimes we pull back and and we wonder about about their perspective. One of the questions I ask myself a lot, especially if someone is, quote, offending me in some way or another, or hurts me, or oversteps something, or, you know, steps on my toes. And I always ask myself, I wonder what emotional tool belt, you know, what tools they have in their tool belt. What is their emotional tool belt? What does it consist of? And maybe they're behaving in this way because they just have not learned otherwise. Maybe they don't desire to learn otherwise either. But it could be that maybe they're like I am and they have a lot, they have some rough areas, but their heart is turned toward the Lord and they want to do better and they want to improve. But sometimes something slips out of the mouth and makes a mess of things. And maybe that's, that's, you know, what's going on. I can give you an example. Uh, just a couple nights ago, I was playing pickleball and a comment, I was playing with a partner and a comment was, was said that like the, the, the gentleman was trying to, uh, there was a real shortcut uh, return and he was going to, it was almost like a dink at the net and he was going to have to really run hard to get it. And, and I've played with him numerous times before, but I learned something about him that I didn't know. And I said, go, 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 get it. You got it. Something like that. When that little dink came over, well, he tried, but he just couldn't get there fast enough. I'm not even sure anybody could have, but I was just being encouraging, but his response back right after, after the, the ball landed was don't ever talk to me during a game like that. And oh my God gosh, it just like cut me for some reason. And I was like, Oh, goodness, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say a word. And but even in that teeny little remark that he made, and he's not a mean spirited individual at all. No doubt this is just his preference. But I was fighting the rest of the evening, just I was mad that he said that. And I felt like I felt brussled and I felt somehow prideful or something. I don't know, you know, sometimes the whole forgiveness things thing gives us a lot of opportunity to examine our own hearts and to rid ourselves of, of, you know, anxious thoughts and things that God doesn't want to have lodged in there. You know, it's, it can be beneficial is what I'm trying to say. But, um, 
you know, when we have to deal with actually forgiving because it may sometimes reveal what's in our heart. And I have historically struggled with a heart at a kind of a root of rejection. And so that caught me, that comment caught me the wrong way. And, and then I pulled back and it was later that evening, like two hours later that he actually came to me and he said, you know, Victoria, I am so sorry. Just forgive me for that. I just not on my best game tonight. And thank you for tolerating me. Something very kind and, and, you know, not everyone who says hurtful or potentially, you know, kind of prickly things to us actually then turns back around and asks for forgiveness like he did. But of course, my heart softened very quickly and I almost felt embarrassed that I did not offer him some sort of grace even in the moment. But I was operating out of my own deficit and my own, you know, that sort of self-focus. So I want to grow and I want to learn to be able to forgive those teeny, teeny things that happen from somebody who, I mean, he's just a, you know, somebody I know, somebody who's in this big pickleball group of 25 people. And so anyway, it, and I don't know what emotional tools he has readily available. He did have the emotional tool in his tool belt to come back later and, and soften the whole thing. And which totally dropped any kind of, you know, the, the, the air, the steam completely came out of it. And my heart softened immediately. And maybe the Lord was beginning to do that. But anyway, I, I love to put practical applications on spiritual truths. It's very hard to do sometimes, but that is what I find very helpful personally when I can I can say yeah that sounds good but how do you do that how do you really do that as a 21st century Christian what does that really mean so Joe I so appreciate that you've stepped into the room and I know that you have at least three tips to give us so you have the Mike Joe Dietrich this one's a good one because uh, this is something that I I also I talk about in my coaching, uh, this, the second part of my leadership foundation is, is understanding the power of forgiveness. And uh, when you were talking, um, Victoria, um, the, the scripture that came up, it was in Luke uh, seven forty seven. It says, Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. So the opposite to that is, is we've been forgiven much so we can love much. And for me, forgiveness, it's, it's important. And I, and I just realized how important forgiveness was about 10 years ago uh, through various preachings and in going through scripture and in some things that happened in my life that really shaped and rocked my world. And when we uh, and it goes back to what you were saying, uh, Rebecca, about knowing my forgiveness and knowing all the things that I've done in the past helps me to each and every day to remember. Like if someone offends me or a loved one might say something that that kind of triggers me, that I have to go back and remember. Like I've been forgiven of a lot of things, and if someone says something to me, I got to remember. Look. God loved me so much that he, he just he, he forgave me. It was a free gift. It was something that I didn't earn, something I didn't deserve, but he loved me. Now, on the caveat of that, what was a real big aha moment for me is that when I realized that God loved me and he forgave me, he's like, I, and I was like, wait a minute. 
and this is something practical too that we 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 can remember each and every day he forgave me but you know what he also forgave them he forgave them because he loved them too and then i got to think to myself and, and also these varying degrees of stuff that happens you know we have to take into account but he forgave them and why am i refusing that person that he loves that he forgave that same forgiveness because he gave me a lot of, a lot of forgiveness and i should love in that same manner too not because it's a commandment but just because of the free gift of love that he gave us just like you said before it's been freely given to us we should freely give as well and you know when we experience that forgiveness it's so powerful it's it's overwhelming it's joyful there's peace just like you were saying all the beneficial attributes of forgiveness when we when we activate it and genuinely walk in it there's health benefits but the biggest thing is the spiritual benefit that we can see through the eyes of Jesus and his forgiveness on that person when someone just talks to us in a cross way and I've been I've been exercising this I've been you know thinking about this and it's like you know what they're they're a fellow traveler in life and they're learning just like I am and to say look you know what uh, you know it, it kind of stung me <laughs> you know but what's going on in their life did, did they just have a bad encounter with a child you know that they're trying to raise and that they kind of back talk them and you know that maybe the boss you know kind of like made them work longer than they wanted to that day and they missed out on a, maybe a game with their child so they're kind of frustrated and angry and don't they feel out of control and then at that moment they just leashed on me <laughs> and released all their frustration on me because of what's going on in their, in their life and it just it, it, that's to me those are two, those are practical steps like you were saying one remember how much we've been forgiven that is so wonderful a free gift of salvation that we've been given that we didn't deserve two people are fellow travelers they're going through an experience too that we're not even aware of sometimes and to recognize that they they need that same forgiveness and you know what when we exercise that there's a third possibility that'll happen that they will experience God's love through our giving of forgiveness and grace and they might experience him in a new way and say you know what you know I just treated you so horribly I'm so sorry why why didn't you respond you know I was expecting you to you know bring the nuclear arsenal in but you responded in grace and that will be an opportunity to just share God's love and grace with them um it is it is so wonderful and in my life has truly changed when i operated in forgiveness operated in god's grace that i I've, i've experienced more joy each and every day even when my relationship with my wife we get you know we can experience more wonderful things when we when we actually try to walk in god's grace walk in his forgiveness when you were talking it reminded me of this book that my kids had and it was i think it was something called like buzz 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 goes the bee or something like that 
and the bee stings the cow and then the cow bites the dog or the goat and then the goat chases the chicken and it's just this cascading you know you hurt me and then I'm going to go hurt someone else you you know we kind of vent or take it out on other people so that's a really good point even when driving you know surprisingly so many people get up in arms when driving somebody cuts you off and you're ready to just bash them in or yell at them or maybe you're on the other end of that but I, I do not tend to do to, I don't tend to do that because I always think <clears throat> what's going on in their day I mean not too long ago I had my flashers on on my vehicle and I was flying down the road and because I needed to get to my daughter because she was in labor and I needed to get to their house to watch their daughter and I was you know and then another time that same daughter was in a was being in a helicopter being transported to the trauma center at the University of Kentucky because of a horrible automobile accident and I didn't know if she was alive or dead at that point and I was just praying the whole time Lord please open the way up for me as I travel to the to get to the hospital and but I have no idea what I did driving wise I'm sure I made people mad along the way or you know just maybe I cut in front of them or I was honking at them get out of the way please and whatever I mean because I was I, I just needed to get there but someone on the outside looking might not know so it's always that's always helped me when I'm driving to just recognize I have no idea what's going on in their life no idea and so how can I extend some grace because I've certainly been given grace so all of those are wonderful wonderful reminders and just as as God would have it I I do a devotional it's a Timothy Keller devotional and it's called God's wisdom for navigating life and my daughter and I daughter and in law and I actually do this and today's devotional was somewhat or about forgiveness and I want to read that as we're kind of closing out here but he uses the scripture on this day as he's going through the proverbs matter of fact I you know Joe you might really like this since you've dealt a lot with the proverbs and so forth but he's quoting from uh, proverbs 23 and 29 23 that says it is to one's honor to avoid strife but every fool is quick to quarrel Pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. And this is the story he tells in the little, in the, you know, the basic text of the devotion for that day, which is today. He writes, in 2006, a gunman killed a number of Amish school children before killing himself. Unlike in other U.S. communities where the surviving families of shooters have received death threats and had their homes vandalized, the Amish community forgave and loved the gunman's family. Some expressed hope that others could emulate this example. But forgiveness as socially and emotionally healthy as it is, is a form of self-renunciation, and we live in a culture that counsels self-assertion. If we are not being treated with the honor we think is our due, we are trained to protest loudly, and our anger is considered a sign of self-respect. Our society, then, does not produce 
forgiving people, but rather those who are quick to quarrel and who assert their honor. So our culture will continue to grow in strife. Most of us have been formed by a culture that a culture that nourishes revenge and mocks grace. Again, we see that it is the height of dignity not to always be standing on one's dignity. Ironically, the person most quick to defend himself comes off looking weak. And then, you know, he, the, the prayer that day is, is, Father, your son is now my great advocate. His shed blood defends me against the penalty of the eternal moral law. In him, I am pardoned and accepted. Why then do I feel the need to defend myself all the time? Take away my need to do so by reminding me of my wonderful high priest. And that really echoes kind of the heart of our conversation. And forgiveness is is a choice. And it is connected to our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings. But like you said, Rebecca, if we put into action the correct behavior, then often our feelings do follow suit. If we don't feel forgiving, or if we say, oh yeah, 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 I've forgiven, I've forgiven him, no worries there, I've forgiven him, but really and truly we have not, then we need to come clean with the Lord about that and just say, you know what, I haven't, I haven't forgiven, but please help me, Lord, to forgive. And he will do it, and he will show us exactly how to do that. And as we consider the the tools that others may have in their tool belt and maybe the deficiencies that they have there. And as we consider the great and marvelous grace that we've been given, how much we've been forgiven, then it certainly does help, practically speaking, for us to then extend that. I love the verse that you quoted also, Joe, you know, who, the, who loves more, the one, who's, the one who's been forgiven more loves more. So it offers us plenty of opportunity to, to, to not only receive that love, but then to demonstrate it in, in ways as we bump up against people every single day. And sometimes it's just a matter of offering a gentle answer when our feelings have been ruffled, because that can also turn away a little bit of strife and quarreling and so forth. Through this, I've just been listening because one of the things that I do with my coaching clients is I'm helping them to learn how to use their voice. Because a lot of times when um, when we are wronged, uh, we just stay silent and we just let that seep into our being. And even if we forgive that person, we can still use our voice to be able to, to say something um, in, the, in the correct way. And that's, that's really what I'm trying to get uh, across to the women. And my, uh, my coaching program is Courageous Living Coaching. And, um, and then not, that's also my group is Women Courageously Living. And you can find me either on Instagram or Facebook under Rebecca C. Wilcox. But if we can use our voice in the correct way, and a lot of times we might need that download from the Lord on what words to say, but it's just to always look at that other person and not say, what's wrong with you? But what happened to you? And somebody, I've, I've read that somewhere and I can't remember where it was, but 
again, if we never learn how to properly use our voice, then we're, it, it, that's just an area that we will always falter in, in being able to resolve these issues that, that can arise either on our part or on somebody else's part. And thank you. That's it. What a great reminder about the words that we speak. And you're, you're on target, Rebecca. If we're gossiping about that scenario, if we're slandering or misaligning someone or disparaging their good name, then that's not a good thing. And so we do need to be mindful of our words. And that's another very practical thing that we can do, although it starts in our heart still. But a good connect point and a good revelation of what our heart is made of often is through what we speak because through the mouth our heart can speak and reveal a lot of things about us so what a great reminder on that thank you so much rebecca and joe i'm going to go to you now yeah thank thank you again uh, victoria and thank you rebecca for that wonderful reminder no the the last thing i want to say and it was something that 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 truly it helped me as another part an aspect of forgiveness is when we actually truly forgive uh, it, it doesn't mean that we forget, because we, we talked about that already, about, you know, choosing your words, about setting boundaries and things of that nature. But when one of the biggest aspects is when we forgive, is that we release that offense. We release it, and, and it's almost like if anybody's had a backpack uh, and carried it for a great deal of time, like we used to do in the military, or I used to do in the military, and they still do it. You, when you when you take that backpack off after walking so many miles with it, you're you you do experience like a physical relief on your body, and your body is almost thankful <laughs> for getting that backpack off you. And that's what forgiveness does. We uh, you know, and and I'm glad you brought this up, Victoria, because people need to be released. People need to be released, and forgiveness is one of the ways that we can forgive the things that have passed. Because like if someone offended us. That person has gone on with their life, and we're sitting here holding on to that person's offense and dragging it and dragging it and dragging it, and we're wondering why our our life is not as abundant as it should be. So I want to encourage everybody, uh, forgiveness is the key. Uh, Take our tools that we've given you, apply them, ask God to help you to implement them, because God doesn't want you holding on to all that stuff. He says, to come to me, all those who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants you to find rest, peace, joy, fulfillment in life again. And forgiveness is a key. Forgiveness is a key. And uh, if anybody uh, wants to find out what I'm doing, uh, go to uh, joedetree.com. That's J-O-E-D-E-T-R-E.com. And you can find out all my stuff, my podcast, coaching, interviews that I've done in the past and I just want to pour into people's lives so they could be the leader they want to be. God bless you all. I really appreciate your support and coming into the room and you can also reach me on the Choose to Think podcast and that is with the number two and you can also reach me at victoriadwalker.com. So God bless you all on your journeys. Thank you for the wealth of wisdom that you have offered today. Thank you for 
just having this mastermind with me so we could roll this over and maybe just maybe and I don't really even doubt it there's someone who'll be listening to the show and they'll they will be they'll feel that sense of loving conviction on their heart and maybe it's going to be something new that they step out and do differently maybe they reach out to someone maybe they drop it like you said drop that load they let somebody completely off the hook and maybe it will change lives So I appreciate your words of wisdom and your time and the energy that you all have given. So God bless you. And I hope you come back next week, 1230 EST, right here in the Choose to Think podcast room. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.